This is the story of a young college kid who began putting out funny comic skits on Instagram, which have developed him into becoming one of the leading pages across the web. Welcome to episode 25 with Robbie Mercer. You are listening to Len Jones Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at trueface.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. What up, party people? You already know it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And I think it's vital that you ask yourself if you have clearly defined goals set for the day and for the year. It seems New Year's is the festive time to set goals, but the reality is that without clearly defined goals, you don't have a clearly defined plan to get there. And also, a lot of the times, the goals that we actually think we want aren't what we actually want. So a good exercise is to write out 50 things that you think you want and then rate them from one to 10 how much you want them and then rate them from one to 10 years how long it'll take to get there. This will make it much more clear on what you actually want to accomplish. And if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold. To educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life. And second, to have all my friends in my life that are amazing making moves to meet my other friends in life making moves to create one giant community of extraordinary people today's guest robbie mercer is a comedian and is one of those extraordinary people you know it's very refreshing when you meet someone who is as authentic as robbie he first got his start in content creation creating a funny video about taking a burrito on a date which took off online and he thought that there could be something there next thing you know robbie creates a video called bieber air and it gets reposted by celebrities such as the rock and Boom, his celebrity comedian career took off. To date, he has racked up over 350,000 followers on Instagram with a network containing well over a million. Robbie is well on his way to hitting massive milestones, and it all started with putting himself out there and taking that leap of faith. On today's episode, Robbie speaks about staying true to your creative imagination versus only making strategically viral content. The process from start to finish of creating a video. How to stop overthinking and just put yourself out there, how to build a consistent presence online, and how to overcome fear and self-doubt on the journey to success, which, come on, everyone is guilty of this at some point. So now, before we start, I must say, if you enjoy this podcast and want to support future conversations like these, please leave a positive review. It means a lot. And so, without further ado, let's jump into it. We are live with the one of the funniest online content creators that apparently lived across the street from me in college, Mr. Robbie Mercer. How you doing, homie? I'm doing good, dude. How's it going? How's it going? Dude, living the dream. Dude, yeah. I, it blows my mind that you went to UNH. Dude, it's literally such a small world. Like, such a small world. And like, like you said, we live literally like almost next door, which is like ridiculous, but wildcats baby let's go i know let's freaking go go. when it it comes to like wildcats merch do you ever have like shirts that you acquired when you were a freshman or a sophomore i have the same sweatshirt from freshman year and i swear i literally wear like every day almost every day it's so comfy it's funny like anytime i wear that sweatshirt even in boston like i'll be walking down the street and like you'll hear someone go like you know go cats or like wildcats like it's such a small connected world when it comes to UNH. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, I got to get out to one of these homecomings and meet all the meet all the fam. But 
but Robbie, you're like you're 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 an inspiration, dude. You keep it. You're you're just everything you do is so authentic. I mean, you seem to be having such a good time doing what you're doing. You know, you're oh, not yeah. taking the traditional route of you know going to work for some company and and rising your way up to one day you know be able to hit a surmise on. You're really you know taking it by control, becoming your own boss, and with that comes a lot of responsibilities. And you, you know. Yep. What's cool about you is you're just like an overall really good human on top of just being like a funny person. Uh, I'm curious if someone were to open your mind and they were just supposed to just surgically cut, like cut open half your head and lift it up, you know, what would they find? Where to start? They would find a lot of, a lot of strange, really, yeah, really strange, weird ideas. Not necessarily like funny, but almost just like a, like, what the hell is that? See, that's the thing. Like with my comedy, I try to make it funny, but I try to make it more like, like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, you know, mouth open, wide eyes, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like so many comedians do, they take like the same route. It's like making funny, relatable stuff, but it's not that creative. Like I'm trying to do almost the opposite, like really creative, really strange kind of off topic, you know? Like I just want to... I want to be different than like most comedians on Instagram. So how did it all start? I mean, were you like always a comedian? Were you like the one Dude, who would who'd show up at a comedy at show and be a comedian? No, like, like I have my jokes here and there with my friends, but I'm not considered like, you know, the, the funniest person in the group. Like it literally started as a joke, dude. Like me and my friend at UNH, we got really drunk and he was like, I think, no, no, I told him, I'm like, dude, like, let's make a video where I take a burrito on a date and just like kind of see what people say. So I bought a burrito and like we filmed all this stuff. So like I took it out to dinner, to the movies, to ice cream. And like, dude, I pieced it all together. It was like 15 seconds. Like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I posted it and people just loved it. Like loved it. Cause like at the time I think, um, Instagram was just coming out with videos. I'm pretty sure. So it was only 15 seconds. And yeah, dude, I posted it. People loved it. I'm like, dude, like, I want to keep this going. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. Dude, so. that's amazing. And now you're already, at, I think last time I checked, over 330,000 Instagram followers from all over We're the world. I mean, it seems like you've really kind of cracked the code. Was it um, an early, like, did you see immediate success upon putting out funny videos? Was it just like instant vir- virality or did, no. you, did it take I'm- like, did it take a while? It was like the first six months was so slow. You know, I was getting maybe like 20 or 30 followers a day. Um, But the big break was, so I made this video called Bieber Air where like I had like a huge helium tank and like you inhale the air and it says Bieber Air on the tank. And then like I started singing like Justin Bieber. And dude, at the time, like I thought it was funny, but it wasn't anything special. I posted it and it just fucking took off, you know, like. All these big meme pages were posting it, but the thing was, no one was tagging me because I was such like a, a small page back then. It's like no one knew who the hell made it, and I was like rip shit, dude. Like I could have had so many more followers, but then um, it was like two nights after it went viral, I was going to bed and I started getting texts like out the ass from like all my friends, my family, and I was reading them. They're like, dude, The Rock just reposted Bieber Air. I'm like, shut up. So I go to The Rock's page and there it was, like my video on his page. And at the time, he had like, I think, 60, 60 million followers or something. Damn. And, um, but the thing was, he didn't tag me. So I'm like, no fucking way. So I made a post on my page saying, um, 
or telling my followers to go tag me in his post. So like I got like four or 5,000 tags in his post and he saw it and then he added in the tag. And dude, I swear, like right when he added me in, in the, uh, in the caption, my pages blew up. I wow. think I got like 25,000 overnight from that. And, um, yeah, dude, literally that one video kind of like built the base for what I had. So I think that goes to show, dude, all you need is just like one video to take off. And, um, dude, Bieber Air was it. It was like, that's like one of the best nights of my life. I didn't sleep at all. Like I probably slept like two hours just like staring at my phone, you know? That is incredible. The Rock reposted your stuff. The the best part was, so he reached out to me via the comments on that uh, video and he told me to make a Rock Air. So like instead of Bieber Air, it said Rock Air. So I made that video and then he reposted that too. So like in total, I probably got like 60,000 followers just from The Rock alone, which is like ridiculous yeah and the fact that it's the rock which is just i know dude he's the man he's <laughs> yeah. the man he, he definitely rock. has like the greatest like online persona of just being the man like he's a dude that can swear be himself be completely vulgar and everyone will still say he's the most sweet adorable loving human exactly like you don't hear anyone saying dude the rock sucks or he's a douchebag like no he's a people's person you know yeah that's dope yeah. So, like, what's the process that you've kind of adapted over the years to to put out consistent content? Because, you know, the, the most common thing I hear amongst all these successful entrepreneurs, whether they're starting a business, helping conservation, uh, crushing it in marketing, whatever it is, is that consistency is, is the rule. Um, I know recently we had our homie uh, Mike Rosa on, who actually Mike, was the up, one Mike. who introduced us, which was yeah, so man. big shout out but it's consistency is probably the most key thing to anything you're doing. Um, what do you think is like that process you've adapted to be able to put out content? Cause I've seen you like, you're like pretty much consistently two to three days. You never go longer than that without putting out some sort of funny video. Right. Yeah. It's tough, dude. I mean, I try to do three posts a week, but there's some weeks where I'm just not feeling it. So it's so tough to kind of like push yourself to stay on that, you know, consistent, uh, schedule. But like, if you take a week or two off, you start losing followers, like people just kind of start flaking off. So that's, that's literally the hardest part about this is just staying consistent. And like, like everyone, like you're going to have days where like, you know, your brain is just not there. So like, it's so tough to like, always think of these weird ass ideas. But my whole thing is like, if you have the passion for something, there's no reason why like you can't do that. You know, whether like you're making excuses or not, like you're going to have the, the, the time and like the kind of creative like brain to 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 get it done you know what i mean so yeah so and you just mentioned um sometimes your brain's not working right like yes. writer oh, yeah. writer's block so i don't know what it is dude like some days i'll wake up and i just don't feel that creative spark it's so weird in like those days you kind of got to say like hey i'm not going to force myself to like try to think of something just you know kind of take a day off relax maybe go to the gym or something and like you got to feel refreshed and you got to feel just 100 percent there to think of these ideas so yeah there's this one uh, i i mentioned it on every podcast this one audible the art of exceptional living by jim Rome, and he talks about how the second you have a really really good idea you need to stop everything you're doing and write it down otherwise 100%. you will forget it do you feel that like when you do have ideas they just start coming rolling through Dude, if you saw the notes app on my phone, 
there's like 400 ideas of like random skits. So yeah, you're right. It's like right when I think of something, I'll just whip up my phone, write in the notes and kind of kind of go back to it later and write like a whole detailed description of the video. So yeah, I agree 100%. So, so you mentioned the gym is like a good area for you to kind of like detox and like give your mind a break. Is there anything else that you do that really kind of cr- like creates that creativity juice that kind of festers good ideas? To be honest, I think I think being by myself is like really, really crucial because like when, when it's like dead silent and you have no distractions around you, just like kind of being there in the moment, it sounds like kind of cheesy, but like that's when like the ideas start to spark. Even, like, lying down at night, like, before I go to bed, like, it's really just kind of being isolated is when I think of, like, the most ideas. Because, like, if I'm, like, around a bunch of people or, like, a busy, you know, I don't know, coffee shop or restaurant, like, I get distracted too easily. So, yeah, it's all about kind of just being just by myself and just in the moment. That's when the idea starts sparking. You you mentioned um, when we were talking offline that sometimes when you see – uh, many people from maybe school or friends or life, you know, a lot of people may seem they kind of really have their life together, right? Maybe yeah. they're working, you know, a, an awesome job, maybe in finance, they have great benefits, they're doing all this stuff, their life is very, um, very comfortable. And you might look at what you're doing at times and be like, oh, man, like, what am I freaking doing? Yeah. But in reality, you know, what you are doing is building your own brand, creating being your own boss and literally you know, shaping your future they're exactly how you want to do it. But it's easy to kind of compare yourself to those other people. Um, can you kind of talk through that like thought process? Does that ever kind of get you really down? Or like, like, how do you, how do you see honest, yourself? That's like, that's like, it's almost like one of my biggest challenges, I feel like, because I like, I compare myself to my friends, like all the time. And like, I see a therapist, and she's like, you got to stop doing that because that just like makes you like more like depressed and stressed and anxious. And like, it makes sense. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I should focus on like what I'm doing rather than what all my friends are doing. Obviously, I care about all of them, but it's like, I got to focus on me and like stop comparing myself. Because once you start doing that, you like second guess, like, should I really be doing yeah. this? You know? But yeah, it's just, I feel like nowadays it's so tough and like, at our age, like 26, 27, it's just, I don't know. I agree. It gets me It gets me very stressed. There's times where it's like me, my tripod, and like I'm dressed in some stupid-ass costume. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what, the, what, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, like, yeah, like yeah. what? But I don't know. At the end of the day, it's just like I love doing this. I'm making money off doing it, and I don't got a boss bitching at me 24-7, so – I can't complain. Absolutely. Matt Morrow on the on the, our last episode said comparison is the thief of joy. And I I think that's so powerful. I mean, everyone gets lost into it because the second you see like someone that is maybe your age or God forbid 10, 20 years younger than you, doing way better than you in in terms of what you're trying to go to, it's easy to get super depressed and and kind of just fall into this feedback loop where you start comparing your chapter one against someone else's chapter 20, which just is is one of the toughest things to do. And, And just like, it's so hard to be happy that way. But I think there's a lot of studies that show that a lot of people um, perceive some 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 of these Instagram you know m- like giants that have hundreds of thousands of followers 
assuming that they're some of the happiest people in the world and they have this dream life and they're always aspiring to be that person. Do you think that's true? Do you think everyone that has millions of followers is the happiest people on, on the planet? I think it's the complete opposite. <laughs> no, like the complete opposite, but like they're definitely not the happiest. Like a lot of influencers, like they won't say it, but it's like a very like, it's like a lonely job a lot of the times. If you're not with your friends and if you're not like, you know, filming with them, like I said, it's just like you and a tripod, like doing something. And I don't know, like, like it's natural to like, you need human interaction like every day to, to I feel like to like stay just sane. But it's so easy on social media just to like live this like fake life of everything's lovey-dovey. I have all these watches and cars and shit. But I will bet you deep down, a lot of those people are, are not happy at all. It's, it's interesting because, you know, obviously everyone is chasing happiness and the world is just such a scary fucked up place where people like legit die at any point. Sorry for going morbid on this podcast all of a sudden, <laughs> but like, but we, we must always re- realize that like, we're always just chasing happiness. Everyone's chasing happiness and happiness might mean something different to so many people. And it seems like when you're in your twenties, people just want to make that money, right? Like all we're thinking about is money, 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 money. Like if I make more money, I'll be happy. And then in thirties, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I got to have a family. You know, if I don't have a family, like I'm not going to be happy. And then it's like, it seems like when people hit their forties and fifties, they really start to realize what is it that actually makes them happy. And you see people more grounded. So I always try to implement that into my own life and just try to like be grateful for the things I have because, you know, it can always get worse. You know, everyone that's listening to this has to understand that life can always throw a curveball and it will and it can get dark and it can get scary and it's okay to, you know, regret or uh, regret's not the word to to just have second thoughts on figuring your life out. Like it's okay to not have it all figured out. But what's really interesting about your story is that you started, you know, you, you, you put yourself out there and that's the hardest freaking thing just to put yourself out there for the first time to be criticized, to be judged. And especially in what you're doing, you're literally doing the most weird shit ever. So of course yep. you're going to get some weird comments, but what do you think is the most rewarding part of putting yourself out there when you get past that comfort zone? Jeez. I think like like the more I do it, the, the more I like give a fuck about what people think about me. The first like 30 videos, I was so like critical of everything every like small comment like there could be like a hundred great comments and then one bad one i'm like dude like fuck this video i want to take it down like it sucks blah 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 but like to me people who hate on the internet they got their own shit they're dealing with in real life they want to just like take it out on someone or something or i don't know it's just the, the more i do it the less i like care about what people think and like it almost reflects into like real life too which is like kind of interesting and you you mentioned that like sometimes you feel like you're really 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 hard on yourself like i've seen that like oh, just yeah. just from watching yeah. like documentaries and like the little i know about like inside the minds of comedians is that comedians are super hard on themselves because yeah. you know they're trying to impress and please and they're entertaining and when people don't laugh they take it as a very big personal blow to their ego because you're really putting yourself out there in all your creativity juices um can you kind of talk on that yeah i mean i'm i am very critical on myself when it comes to the videos like there's times where like i'll literally edit for like eight hours straight and like i could i could literally edit 
the same scene like 18 times by like just like really small little details and do like it almost like drives you crazy because like you're looking at it and you're thinking like i could do something to make this a little better than it is so like it's almost like a mind fuck you keep editing and editing and half the time you edit it too much and it doesn't come out like the way you wanted it to you know but i don't know like like a really good feeling is when i think of an idea I film it, edit it, post it, and people love it. It's like, if that feels so rewarding, like so rewarding. Like on the other hand, it's like when you post a video and it does shitty, that's when I'm like, fuck, do I really want to do this? Like that's when I kind of second guess myself. But, but what it comes down to, you can't, you can't expect every video to be like a banger. It's just not how it works. You know, is there a, uh, is there like kind of like a formula that you've seen throughout all your time doing videos that would kind of makes a video go viral? Like though, though some of it's just luck, um, or, or being put in the right eyes. Do you think that there's some videos you put out that you thought would be the most viral, funniest things ever that just got nothing yeah. versus it's weird, dude. I, I've had like four or five videos that like have gone pretty viral and like, I know when I think of that idea, even before filming it, I know it has potential to go viral. So like those videos, I really take my time on because I know like if I do it perfect, there's a good chance it's going to, you know, bring in a bunch of followers. And like, I don't know if you heard of nine gag. They're like a pretty big media company, but they have like 50 million followers on Facebook and I have a contract with them. So like, I'll like send in videos to them. And like, if they like the video, they post it. And, like, there's one video, this was, like, a few months ago, I'm like, dude, like, this is going to be it. So, I sent it in, they loved it, they posted it, and, dude, it just, like, took off. It got me, like, probably ten or 15,000 followers. What, what video is that? What was it? The world's most unsatisfying sounds. And it was me just, like, like scratching a plate, like, biting into a lollipop, like, just, like, really just unsatisfying shit. And, like, they loved it. People were so pissed off about that video. They're like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, you're going to hell. Like, there's so many comments. Like, you're an absolute monster. Like, you should be ashamed. I'm like, dude, like, relax. It's just a video. That's like, that's hilarious. Do you think that being, you know, working with 9gag has helped you from, from a managerial perspective, kind of work your way out of what content you do want to put out and what you don't want to put out? Do you think that you recommend, like, working yeah, with Yeah, it's like, I, I love the contract I have with them, but it's tough because they, they like to post a lot of like relatable kind of like simple ideas. Like they would never post like my weird shit. So like at some point I'm kind of catching myself, like thinking of these like simple ideas just for like for them to potentially post it. But it's like, I know that's not me. So like they've got me a bunch of followers the past couple of years. Like they've probably reposted like eight of my videos, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it's tough dude. Cause like, cause like you want to make stuff that they want to repost. So you start growing faster, but at the same time, you don't want to like scale away from like what you really love. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, that's true. That's, that must be like, that's a major key of this podcast right there. Finding that balance between what sticks and what's true to you. Cause obviously exactly. if, if you don't get any, you know, sort of connectivity, if you're not building a brand, if you're not moving the needle, you're not going to be able to sustain what you're doing. So there's, there's definitely some parts of tweaking. And one thing that's really cool that you mentioned is that you're not like the biggest techie, you know, like in terms of software and stuff, you're using pretty cheap mm -hmm. software, but I'm looking at your videos and dude, they're like awesome. Like, like, I appreciate that. Like, like well done. Like, and you're, you said you're just using iMovie for this. Dude, I'm just using iMovie. Like. My whole thing is you don't need this $800 software 
to make good videos. Like I'm not trying to put in crazy, crazy effects or like stuff like that. Like if you have a really funny idea, it doesn't even matter what software you use. Like I use a one dollar uh, app on my phone. Like up until like I think 110,000 followers. Like it's all about the idea and just how you execute it when you film. Like I'm not trying to get all fancy, you know. What was that app? It's a uh, video shop. Dude, the app's awesome. Like you can do just about everything on it. So yeah, I use that for the first probably hundred videos, I'd say. What do you use for sound effects on your videos? I literally go on YouTube, look up the sound effect, and then I use some uh, software. It's like a YouTube to MP3. Yeah. So then I transfer that to the MP3, put it in my iTunes library, then it just pops up on iMovie and and that's that. <laughs> I always ran into this situation when I was starting to create YouTube videos, like like scuba diving videos and recaps and stuff like that, where like I would take someone's song and then I'd post it on YouTube and then I'd get the whole copyright infringement notice. And that basically says like you can't monetize your video. And sometimes they, the they, they mute your video. And it's like, come on, dude, just because I'm putting on some T-Pain while I'm going scuba diving doesn't mean you got to right. mute the video. Yep. Do you ever run into that issue with just taking random sounds off of YouTube? Yeah, um... I have, but I might have told you this. So the secret is to uh, speed the song up by like 8%. So it's just a little faster than it normally is. And I mean, at least for Instagram, if you do that, their whole like system, like they, they can't pick up the song because it's just a little off pitched. So like if I'm using like a mainstream song and I know it's copyrighted, I always speed it up by at least like usually like between 8 and 10%. And like a lot of people like they'll watch the video, but they don't even pick like pick up on it that it's sped up at all so dude that's awesome always, i never yeah, I like, know that. Like these little loopholes you know what i'm saying so yeah dude i've been doing that for like a year and a half and i haven't gotten flagged once knock on wood hold on but yeah wow that's a major key yeah the guys at a throttle um i think they're episode six of the podcast they created a, a whole online car parts marketplace where they basically they have a huge fat garage and they work on cars all day and they vlog and video about it and they created a whole company around it and it's just so cool. Their life is so cool. And Evan, um, one of the guys there told me about this program called Epidemic Sound. Have you ever heard of that? Is that one you can like buy songs that aren't copyrighted or something? Yeah, sort of. It's like 15, it's I think it's like ten to fifteen dollars a month. It comes with a thirty day trial. And it basically gives you like a huge, giant database of free music. It's pretty awesome for anyone that's out there that's looking to, you know, get into I just YouTube. I've heard of that actually, Epidemic Music. Yeah, for the for but, the money I've spent, I, it's been worth it just for even making like the trailers I make. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like YouTube's a lot more strict compared to like Instagram when it comes to music. Like one wrong song, like your whole video is just screwed. <laughs> Yeah, so true. So like in terms of all the social media platforms, if someone's trying to build their brand online in, in 2019, you know, which platforms would you recommend? And do you recommend different platforms for different things? If you're doing the stuff I'm doing, I recommend Instagram a thousand percent. Like, like you can do Facebook, but to me, I think Facebook is kind of dying. I mean, at least people our age, like no one, no one's really using it. Cause like right now it's like Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube. But if you're making longer videos, I would definitely do YouTube, but like still do Instagram as well and kind of like try to cut that video down to 60 seconds if you can. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, Instagram is just popping right now, but that makes me nervous. Cause like any month, like it could just go to shit. And like, that's like my career is literally on this one app. 
Do you know what I mean? So right. it's I don't know. It gets tough, but yeah, I would say I would say Instagram. Do you have sure. a Do you have a personal website? I don't. I was thinking about making one, but I just never did. But everyone's telling me to do that because I guess like to get verified, you need like a website and like you know articles written about you. So it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's something Mike was mentioning. He's like, I'm trying to build my website up because if anything were to happen to my channel or it was going to get taken over by the Koreans or whatever or whoever, um, yeah. then then I would have to figure out a way to have a backup supply. So I think it's really clutch for everybody to build a website. For me, that's something I put off forever. And it was actually not until I ended up getting really sick that I was like, OK, like I can't go out. I can't have fun anymore. I'm just going to work on this website. And now that I got the website up like i'm so stoked about it just because like i just feel like it gives you more value like you just get so excited every time you build your website you know when you build your website it's like the same as working out you're building you you're building your brand i I love that i actually bought this uh girl's course tanya eliza she was on the podcast i think episode nine and she she crushes it online i think last year this last year she made 2.1 million dollars just through building funnels and through courses and teaching. So at the end of the interview, I ended up buying her course for like 500 bucks and it ended up being a great investment. So there's just so much creativity and people out there just making freaking moves. So like, do you think, like, do you tend to kind of think one to five years out? Because I know for me, like whenever I have like a really concrete vision of where I want to be, that's when I've actually become, I've actually achieved those goals. Like if I don't truly believe that I'm going to be in a certain place one to three, five years from now. Like if I can't see it in my mind of me like walking on a stage or like wherever I want to be, I don't do it as well. Do you think about where you want to be in like one, five years out? Now and then I think about it, but like, I don't know. I feel like I almost just, I literally take it like day by day. Like I think kind of thinking about the future, it's obviously good to think about it, but it makes me like really like anxious. So I literally just like wake up, you know, film something, just like, just like literally take it day after day after day. But I don't know. It's funny. I, I have a lot of people ask me like, oh, like when you hit or if you hit 500,000 followers, like, are you going to hire like a, you know, like a camera dude and all this stuff? I'm like, hell no, dude. Like I'm going to keep this like as simple as possible. Like I don't care if I have 300,000 or like a million followers, I'm still going to probably use the same software, like the same camera, like I don't know. I just, I like to keep it nice and simple and just kind of like live in the present, you know? That's dope. Hell yeah. All about that. Do you feel like you had like a true breakthrough moment just throughout your video career? Like you mentioned the rock moment. Would you count that as the moment that like you just gained so much confidence and you're like, holy shit, dude, freaking Robbie Mercer, dude, we might make it. That was the moment. Cause like before that I was like, what, like, why am I doing this? I'm making no money. Like I'm barely growing. Like that kind of show me, like I have the ability to like make, you know, creative ideas and funny ideas. And like that built my, my, my platform. I was at like 8,000. Then I was at like 60,000. Like that kind of built the whole base for my entire career. Like, so that was definitely like the like, holy shit moment, you know? Like, I'm never going to forget that. It was just like, dude, it was like Christmas Day. (laughs) And you're able to like connect with really awesome people now. Like, and that's, do you think that's opened up another gateway kind of just once you've built your brand, like you're able to kind of have easier access to getting in touch with people and collab? Do you do a lot of collabs and stuff? Um, I, 
I kind of do. It's tough, dude. In Boston, like other than like my friends and like random people that like want to be in a video that there's not too many like influencers like around. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole thing is like, so with comedy, it's like you start making videos, you build up your brand. Once you hit like a certain amount of followers, you move to LA. It's just like a thing. Like there was three dudes. Um, I probably asked you, do, do you know Marlon Webb? No, I don't. Yeah, he does. He does like the same shit I do. Almost like the same type of comedy too, like really weird shit. And uh, yeah, he was from Boston, built up his following and just moved to LA, which is like awesome because there's so many resources out there. But I, I feel like I would never do that. You know what I mean? Like I want to like, I'm, I want to stay in Boston and I want to make my own wave. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to start a fucking like revolution here with like influencers and comedy videos and, you know, social media, like I'm not trying to stay on that trend of just going to LA. Like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is something that I love, like, looking back because it makes us kind of, like, really look inward and, and think about what we would have told ourselves. If you could have went back in time to, say, the day before or the day before you made that burrito video, like, if you could have whispered one to three things into the mind of Robbie as a 26-year-old to a 21-year-old, what would those things be and, and what would you tell yourself? Oh, jeez. You better post this video. <laughs> it could be, like, insightful stuff to help you grow. It could be, like, life lessons. It could be, like, something that would have saved you time and money. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Literally, like, when I posted that, that was, like, when I found my passion. So, like, if I was to go back in time, it would be something like, dude, like, you did it. You found your passion. Like, cause the way I see it, so many people never find their passion. Cause like they worked that same job for 30 years. And like, I never would have thought that filming and editing and, and like acting was like part of my passion. Never would have thought about that. But I think that's like why life is so crazy. It's like shit like this, you know? Yeah. I feel like you'd be like a phenomenal actor. Like I could see you being in like straight need for speed with the rock, like coming up or <laughs> Would, would do you ever want to get into like legit acting i don't think so i think i would like to do like directing i think that's one of the most fun parts about this is like when you have four or five people and like you're telling everyone what to do and like directing's tough because like you got to make sure everyone's on the same page you can't piss anyone off because like if they get pissed their acting's gonna suck it's just how it goes so i'm like really good at like kind of keeping everyone like level-headed and like making sure no one's like really nervous about you know a scene or something so I would love to do something in directing. I do like acting, but I don't think that's ever going to be like my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. you know? Well, dude, you have like such a good, um, I feel like moral compass. Like you kind of have a really big grasp of who you are and what you want. And you, you seem like the type of person that stays true to yourself and, and you're not kind of like letting anyone change that. And I think that's really freaking cool. So congratulations just to everything you've done, man. It's it's inspiring. And Thanks, when you meet people like Robbie, you just kind of think like, shit, like, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to make those moves? What are you doing to follow your dreams? What are you doing? Put yourself out there. There's this thing that John and Nadia, two of my mentors, they say there's this thing called a 30 day video challenge. And a 30 day video challenge is basically you go on Facebook live for 30 days straight talking about some sort of value or insight and it is one of the most stressful scary things to do because like how freaking weird is it just to be on live video in the first place because what if you say something wrong <laughs> right 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 did you did you do this or no i did do this yeah how'd it go <laughs> uh it was epic i mean dude like 
I, I was being a hypocrite because, you know, I'm, I'm in direct sales and one of the big ways people market these days is through attraction marketing where you don't mention your company or your products or anything. You basically just give value, which is essentially what brands should be doing. And then people come to you and ask you, what do you do versus me coming up and pitching people on an idea? I basically become a shopping cart where everyone wants to, you know, throw their stuff in the cart and wants to know what's going on. I don't know if that even makes sense. No, but makes sense. I did the, the challenge and I was so nervous about it, bro. Like I've spoken on stages in the past where I was nervous then, but like I was pretty confident, but I was so scared about going on live video. Like what if I said something wrong? Dude, even a- I'm afraid to do that shit. Like, I want to go on IG live, but I'm like, fuck. Like, I like, I get just wicked nervous. My heart starts racing. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, yeah. I don't even do it. I want to, though. I always get scared. Like, I make these really ridiculous thoughts in my mind where, like, someone's going to take over my, my brain and it's going to force me to say something really <laughs> radically effed up. Dude, I'm the same way. Like, one wrong sentence, you're like, you're fucked. Yeah. You're rude. Yeah. I always, yeah. I always. Uh, <laughs> I always have those thoughts like yeah. 24-7. Is, if someone were to take over my body, what screwed up thing would I have to do? <laughs> That's funny. This is totally weird, but sometimes I make up these fake scenarios in my mind. I think, what if I had to do something absolutely ridiculous in order to save the human species, <laughs> but, yet no one would, but yet no one would know that I was doing it to save the species and everyone would just make fun of me and look at me weird because I'm being a complete Dude, weirdo? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah like even even just playing basketball if you if you miss five shots in a row like everyone dies and i'm like oh man i gotta make these five shots (laughs) dude that's absurd um yeah it's totally absurd but yeah the video challenge is great because it really just pushes you out of your comfort zone and it it unlocks the secrets because there's a lot of people that have something to share there's a lot of people that have this gift that they're not showing people. And especially in this world where your tribe's everywhere. You can find your tribe on the internet as weird, as peculiar, or as unique as you are. There's a like a crowd of people that are just like you, that you would vibe with. But until you put yourself out there, until you join those groups, until you make that video, you're never going to find those people and you're always going to be missing a core component of something that's going to make you so much happier. So... I did the challenge, I survived, and after doing live video, I feel so good. Like, I feel like this endorphin high, like, I'm just like, let's go. Like, I feel awesome. feel on top of the world, man. It's so, like, like, it, was, it was a 30-day challenge. Was it, like, a certain amount of hours per day, or is it, like... No, no, it could be, like, a 30-second video to... But typically, like, it's probably, it's like, five to, five to ten minutes. Because um, once, yeah. you, once you start going, you know, you're, like, you know... you're, you're Dude, yeah. I feel like I should do that for like Instagram. Just like start off for a couple minutes and like, because I feel like the more you do it, the less anxious you get. Definitely. Just like on everything else, you know. So absolutely, yeah, that'd be cool. I, I think Evan at the Throttle guys, they they do daily vlogs, building cars and stuff. But he does this thing called Coffee with Beckerman at eight thirty a.m. every morning. You could do something like bur- burritos with Mercer. <laughs> Yo, I was thinking, me and a couple friends, we want to do like an IG live show. So like. I don't know, like we could do like crazy dares because like, you know, the audience can, you know, send comments and everything. Like, I feel like if you got some type of show kind of like popping, you would grow so much faster, so much faster. Yeah, that's that was always like a thought in the back of my head, but I just I haven't done it yet. I should, though. But what's that one show on MTV? That's like uh, they just show the videos of everyone. Um... Oh, um, um, the Rob Dyrdek one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ridiculousness. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an absolute genius freaking idea. That Dude, they did. it's so simple, but it's so smart because he's got the personality. Everyone loves him. And like the whole cast, it's like him and two other people. They all just vibe like perfectly, you know? And they just watch funny videos together. That's like, it. <laughs> like that's the dream, right? You yeah. and your boys doing something you love like that. Literally just sitting there watching videos and you get paid just ridiculous money. Like, and that, that's the crazy thing for people listening to this podcast. Like you can do that. Like yep. it is possible in, in this day and age to go do whatever ever you want to do with your friends if you can build your brand so like everyone should just put themselves out there they should pull a robbie make a freaking video about a burrito and put it out there and come on guys let's get it going it's so cool though that you did that man because it takes it takes balls to put out something like that you know i love that i didn't even think twice about it i just made it posted it and boom that was it so Robbie, I mean, you're, you're a huge inspiration. You're making moves. I mean, you're blowing up and, and life is, is moving at a fast rate because you've laid down that groundwork. But, you know, this is a staple kind of question we like to ask everybody, um, whether they've built a billion dollar company, whether they're helping conservation and making serious efforts, anyone that's doing something freaking unique and making moves. What would you say to that person right now that's maybe working some sort of nine to five job that you know, they might not be the biggest fan of either, you know, they're making terrible money, they know that they're worth more, or they're making absolutely phenomenal astronaut money, just caking, they're making 300k a year, they got a great lifestyle, life's great. But deep down inside, you know, they see someone like you, or they see someone out there that's just being themselves, living their dreams, having fun. And they're just right on the cusp of making a big move. Like they're right on the cusp of starting that business, putting out that video, making their website, running Facebook ads, doing something to just try to like move them forward. But there's something holding them back. What would you tell that person? I would literally say you're going to die at some point as like, as like dark as it is, like at some point you're going to have your expiration and that's it. Like if you have some type of dream or passion, it's like, why, why would you not try to go achieve that? Because like, I think a lot of people, they kind of live in this comfort zone, you know, they're paying their bills, they're making good money. But deep down, I know for a fact, deep down, they have some sort of dream or passion in the back of their head, but they don't have like, either the courage or the confidence to go do it. But it's like, go do it. And if it doesn't work out, at least you can say, you know, I tried. Like, well, I will bet my life when that person's old and like they're lying on their deathbed, they're going to regret not doing certain things in life. So why not just go do it and give it a shot and see what happens? Hey, man, dude. Robbie, how can the people of the universe follow you? How can they follow the Robbie Mercy dream? You can find me Instagram, just Everyday Robbie, Facebook, Everyday Robbie, and YouTube, Everyday Robbie ASMR. And that's it phenomenal well homie you know where i live i'm in santa monica whenever you want a spot to i gotta gotta pay a visit dude for sure at some point that'd be dope that'd be fun absolutely and guys if you have any questions make sure you reach out to robbie uh this has been a lot of fun so thanks again for coming on the show homie thanks for having me dude thank you for listening to another episode of len jones party of two if you enjoyed it please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes and remember hope is not a strategy keep making moves Till next time, peace.